the con- I feel as though we're in this place where like the conventional nine to five. Works it's not the way anymore. For a certain point, but it's not a guaranteed survival. It's a dream funder. Yeah. And if you're not using a... if you're not using your nine to five for to fund your dreams, then exactly you're just because it's you like, should really reevaluate yourself. Because I look at like the company lifestyle, and it's like it's very suppressed, very anal, very boxed in. And like everybody wants to be their own boss. Like everyone yeah. wants to be able essentially do what you love to get paid. Like get right. paid to do what it is you like. Right. And it and it's like eventually, even if you do what you love, it's going to feel like work. You know what I'm saying? Like even the people that say like do what you love, you never work a day in your life. No, work is work, all right? Yeah. If it, I love basketball, I love basketball. But if I gotta eat, sleep, and shit basketball for like a majority of the year to the point where I can't see my friends no more, I'm like that's a job, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know but what I'm at the same time, if you love basketball, like if basketball is your your life, I would, then that's the I, perfect thing exactly, for you. Exactly, because you couldn't imagine yourself doing anything else. Exactly. Like you I like I like professional football. Mm. Not trying to be a professional football player. Would it be cool? Probably for a for little sure. bit, but right. it's not something I'm really passionate about. Right. Like I'm passionate as a fan, but never as a player. Right. Uh, it's like and then at the end of the day, it's like work is work. But if it's like if this is something your natural affinity it, it brings you to, I say do it. You know what I mean? You are now tuned in to Midday with Vanny. This is Midday with Vanny. I can feel it. I can feel it. That's cool. So we're here with live with Jay Vagabond. How y'all doing? What's up? How you so doing? So explain to me what the Vagabond is again. Um, so yeah, there was um there was a stage where I used to go by the moniker of Jay Rake's Picks. And you know, it was like kinda honestly it was a nickname that I got in college, mm-hmm. you know? Where'd you go to college? Uh Saint John's, Saint John's in Queens. What'd you study there? Uh television and communications you know like i it was one of those things where when i was applying to school i was like i like, I like tv i like to communicate why not just that was why it. Not see what happens? there was no thought process behind it the decision but like by the time i got into it and started really studying and realizing what it involved like i realized i loved it uh-huh. so i kind of lucked out in that so the people that i met through that were so once like, you saw like how much work you got to put into it where most people would be like, ah, I can't do this. You're like, nah, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking with this. I'm very much so a person who you have to convince that I can't figure out how to get it done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you give me a challenge, I'm like, bet. No, I like, I like that too. I like when someone's like, oh, you can't do that. And I'm like, ah, watch me. You know what I'm watch saying? Me. It'll take yeah. me a little bit, but I will get it. For sure. You like, know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I was definitely in this place surrounded by artists and filmmakers and blah, 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 blah. And I'm naive so i'm just like hey let me just keep y'all in this circle right and i'm gonna just soak in all this knowledge and then you know we'll figure it out from there and you know they just kept calling me j Rick's picks because before i figured out film i figured out photography okay so How old was, are, when did you start doing photography um i gotta say like my junior year of college so age maybe like 19 20 something okay. like that but yeah, it was it was it was an interesting time. It was like how did you like what, what were you, did you take the class like photography class or did you like pick up a camera and take a picture and you're like oh that's pretty cool. 
I honestly took a digital photography class as a... What is that like? Because I, I, I saw those like when I was uh, signing up for classes, and I was like, what the fuck is digital photography? Like, <laughs> do you just use a digital camera, or is it like computer-based stuff? It's um, a mixture of using the DSLR cameras and mm -hmm. using Photoshop and realizing oh. how the two of them work together. It's like Photoshop and Lightroom are essentially the dark room when you when contrast. Oh, so essentially, you're developing pictures digitally. Basic, yes. Oh. It's like if you were using an analog camera, you would go to the dark room to develop it. Mm -hmm. You use a DSLR camera, you go to Photoshop or Lightroom. So they teach you how to like do touch ups and things like that, like method yeah. filters and whatnot. I mean, I mean, like honestly, in um, Photoshop, you design and curate and use all these functions that basically work together to what looks like the end result of a filter like there are no real filters in photoshop oh, so you make it yourself. so you make it yeah wow so that's what that's why like you'll hear purists get all uptight and upset like why are they making everything so easy because ah, because they, they're mad because they took mad long to learn how to do, do that, that little here like 14 year olds are like pop this filter boom. and check me out yeah so now you that's that's the secret <laughs> secrets out don't go to di don't take digital photography just yeah. open snapchat yes. you're fucking doing the same thing <laughs> tell them why you mad do you think like do you think social media and the filters is killing like professional photography i don't think it's killing it so much as it's forcing it to up its game so put it put it on notice basically like, yeah because i mean like it's like if it's easier for people to do the stuff that you know how to do technically and intrinsically and they learn it easier exactly then it's just like it comes it, it falls to you now to invent and or be the innovative force to make something better that they haven't because like these phones the cameras on these phones are incredible yeah they're and immense. it's like it, it's like i you you could hold up a dslr picture and like a picture from like the new galaxy or the new iphone or whatever right and it's really hard to tell the difference because of just how good these cameras are getting yeah yeah so do you think it's going to make like these cameras are going to have to essentially just make holograms now <laughs> if it wants to really compete with the phones right well i mean it i feel as though like with everything you know it depends on who has it okay kind of thing it's like me uh, I would describe myself or define myself as an artist, mainly because I, I look at the world a certain way and I reflect my perspective a certain way. You know what I'm saying? You know what's really cool? What's you are not the first person to sit in that seat and say that same exact statement. Because artists know. They know. <laughs> they know. I, I, I it's think, a thing. Yeah. I think out of the six people who sat in that chair, maybe five, including you, have said that same exact statement in different words. Because it's like, it's, it's like something you feel. But it's, I feel as though back to the, the, what we were talking about before, it's, it's like when it comes down to just like showcasing what it is that you're trying to tell or the message you're trying to show, it, it, it's different for every person. Mm -hmm. So me and you could have the same pencil, but create something completely different kind of thing. So yeah. with a camera, same kind of analogy. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if the tools can create images that are super high def and blah, 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 your end results are going to be different. Could you, for instance, if me and you go outside and we take a picture of, let's say, that tree, yeah, you would know the best spot positionally to be to capture the tree in the best lighting, to get the best shadows, and so forth. And someone else would argue, Whereas I know the best spots 
from my perspective. Yeah. And then it'd be that whole song and dance. But I would know the spots that I would like to shoot it from and the end result. Because you have, would you say you, you feel that because you have the, uh, not the formula, but like the, the, the study, like the knowledge of it already, like you learned the right way to do it? Well, in that case, yeah. Because at the end of the day, you got to be aware in order to be empowered. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like ignorance is something that keeps you in a place of vulnerability. So in this conversation, knowledge would be the difference maker kind of thing. But at the end of the day, if you feel something and you're just like, that looks fire. Snap. No training. No no book reading. iPhoneographer. And everybody's like, yo. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Who cares about your training? Who cares about your schooling? Who cares? All that matters is that your end result invoked a reaction in people. And that's all we're really trying to do. We're trying to make people care about stuff. Just about like, <laughs> like things that you wouldn't normally care about. For sure. Because like, like, I've seen like those like the photography pages where there's like just like a wooden fence and then there's a can on top of it. And it's like, or you go to the art museum and you see a big canvas with yeah. like one blotch of paint on exactly. it. And people are like crowding and like, talking about it. My favorite artist to reference is Andy Warhol because he the was the cans. most I don't give a fuck artist of all I don't give a fuck artists to me personally mm-hmm. because he was just so weird. He's like, so? There's <laughs> four Campbell's soup cans. That's hey, it. There you go. And he made so much money. He mm-hmm. made so much money just being a Different. weirdo quote unquote based on what other people would call a weirdo. Based on what society would but, deem normal. He yeah. was just odd and off. Yeah, but like yeah. you talk to his people, they're just like, yo, he's, he's a genius. Man. He's a genius. You know Ahead what I'm of his time. For sure. So it's like what 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 constitutes somebody who is an expert, what constituted amateur? It's all about like at the end of the day, do you invoke a reaction that makes people care? And as long as they care, they'll make you into a king mm-hmm. or a queen. Whatever, whatever What's your demographic, you, whatever you know you what I'm saying? Whatever your demographic, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you will be on top. You'll be the alpha. Boom. So, have you always been interested in this kind of thing, or did this start in college? This definitely started in high school, to be honest with you. Where'd you go to high school? Uh, I went to Notre Dame, Fairfield. Did you? I almost yeah. went there. I almost see, went there. See, it, it, it's expensive. I couldn't yeah, go there. Yeah, that one. I went, to, the first I went to Kobe. Good for so, you. It, not we, really. I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, either way, we survived high school. We, did, we survived Catholic high schools. Eh, yeah. Huh, they was... kept making a brother shave his beard. You understand, this is money right here. Did they, how like, old were you when you grew your beard? Man, as soon as I got out of, like, as soon as I got out of my parents' house and went to college, the beard just started growing. I was just like, I've never seen what it looks like. Let's see what happens. This so in high school, they kept making you shave, like, your stubble and stuff? Yeah. Like, they would not let a man look like a man for some reason. I'm I couldn't like, I couldn't grow facial hair in high school. But I did have long hair that uh, went past my collar. And they're like, you got to cut it. So I started wearing uh, headbands. And I would pull it up high in the back so my hair would go up to... Uh, above my collar. One of these and days. And I beat the system. One of these days, we're gonna have to see this picture. Oh, I don't worry. I can pull them up. Oh, I'm here for. Don't this. worry. I have this on deck. <laughs> that sounds great. It's real funny because I brought that up the last one I recorded, and uh-huh. uh, the guest went. She was like, "Oh, I gotta go on Facebook and check." And she shot on Facebook and she looked up all my uh, long hair pictures. I, I was blonde for a while. Word. I dyed it blonde. I bleached my hair. I was gonna dye it some. 
want to say like a green color or something or a dark blue. I don't remember. But then I saw it bleached and I was like, no, nah, I really this like this. One. So this is the one. Um, but so in high school, were you pretty creative? Uh, yeah, I was definitely that guy always drawing on his notes. <laughs> if you borrowed my notes, you there would was always a, doodles. You would More get doodles a comic than notes. and then yeah. But then, like, what's it called? Uh, one Christmas, one of my aunts gave me, like, this really, really, yeah, <laughs> my guy yeah. was out here. What? Let's get it. Yeah. Man. Yo, what? No fa- I couldn't grow facial hell. hair for shit. But I will say, once I started to lose it, it grew out my face. That's, so, that's I guess I, I couldn't have both. Yeah. <laughs> like, my hair, like, I started cutting it low. And then I saw it low with the beard out. I was just like, yo, this is a wave. This is a, yes. This is a thing. This is, this is a vibe right here. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, son, it, it works. So I got you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gonna make, I, I just I get real lazy hair. cutting my hair. That's why I always wear a hat. <laughs> it's just such, such a hassle to keep it. Because it's not, I'm not balding enough that I can just like do one shave and it won't grow back. I literally shave it clean. Yeah. And then within a few hours, I have stubble again. But I mean, and I'm like, like, why can't you just grow out all the way? Why do you stop halfway? <laughs> Looking in the mirror like, why are you playing with Come me? Come on, man. Like, you... Look at your brothers in the back and keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> Unified. Yeah, come on, be a team. We need to be united. My head looks like America right now, just divided as shit. It's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Oh, that was funny as hell. But see, I got the comedy thing ready, man. I'm good at it. See, this is why we love you, man. I got it. It's what I try and do. So, back in high school. All right, yeah. You just drawing all over your notes. Drawing all over your notes. Um. Every I made a comic series called Student. Okay, and, what was that about? And it was basically all the wild and crazy, stupid, foolish things that happened in school that I just turned into a comic. If like, there was one time where this girl, in the middle of a vocab test, raised her hand, looked at the teacher dead in her eye, and was like, "Excuse me, miss, what does poverty mean?" Dead serious. So it was like, wait, wait, what? And you were like, listen, just come to my house yo, after school. I'm like, yo, this is a vocab. And we can show you what's going on right now. Oh, no, no, don't flex on me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. My, my house used to be nice, hey? Right? <laughs> <laughs> you talking about, right? But My house was nice, too, but not nice enough that I didn't know what poverty was. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like, how are you so affluent? You don't even yeah, know what like, it means to be fuck? broke. Like, I was like, that's what that meant to me, and it You hurt. see what I drove to school in? You saw what you drove to school in? Bro, listen, I didn't drive to school. Hey. Me City exactly. bus all day. I'm saying number eight, Route eight was good. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. any main point is main point was, I took that moment, turned it into a comic, and it the rest was history. I just kept doing it. Do you but, still have any of them? Ah, uh, yeah, just in the archives. I would like, love to see one. So you gotta send me one. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're pretty ridiculous. But yeah, I did comics. Uh, I did video skits with some of my friends. And we were just that was just, that was just high school. Do you have like a bunch of artsy friends? I had funny friends. Okay. Like we, all we did was joke, man. I was the one who was like looking at life, like, "Yo, what we could if do something." All this could, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like back in those days, man, because it was high school, all we wanted to do was have fun, bro. But like by the time so we got to college, to do work. when you got to college, you're like, "Fuck!" If I would have done this shit in high school, yeah, man, I wouldn't even have to be here right now. Yeah, man. But 
by the time I got to college, it was just like, let me figure out how to do all the old games we used to run around and do and see if we can make a profession out of it kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, like, now that I've been in the game as long as I've been in it, Hello. Um, I'd say about now, like six, seven years, mm-hmm. I recognize the intricacies. Like doing it regularly as six, bet- seven years? Between, like, the film industry, the TV industry, photography industry, all in all, seven years. What did you do in the film industry? Um, I was a venue liaison for the Tribeca Film Festival for about, like, two years. Um, then I was in... What's, I don't know what the liaison is. Oh, it's basically... <laughs> for, basically, like, that was, like, entry of entry level. Like, uh-huh. I was basically that person, the in-between guy, liaison. Yeah. Um, and venue liaison means I'm the in-between guy between you getting your ticket and going to your seat. It's nothing crazy, but it's a sexy name because it's French. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? That was how I started. And it was... And Tribeca was, like, a real, real, like... Cool really good way to brush ground. elbows with people. Yeah. Do like, so you meet a lot of people there? Yeah. It, it's just wealthy, affluent people. Like, to the point where it was like, it kind of changed my perspective. And you looked at your comic, and you're like, I got so much more now. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> a good segue. Very good What was good the segue. comic called? It was just called Student. Student. Yeah. The college years. You <laughs> had it, bro. It's like Saved by the Bell, but this one doesn't suck. <laughs> Yeah, Saved by the Bell was so trash. But we watched it. I didn't. I refused. I hated Saved by the Bell so much. Yo. But Kelly Kapowski was fine. I remember. I don't remember who the black girl was. She was gorgeous. Lisa. 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 I know their name. Lisa could get it. But I I hate that show. I mean, like. There's a segment on YouTube, or I think it's Facebook, uh, mm. where they show, like, clips and they basically talk about how Zach Morris is a trash human being. Yeah. And, like, they break down episodes and the dude's narrating, and basically at the end of it, he's like, so you see. Zach Morris is a piece of fucking shit. I mean, like... He's, like, manipulating people and lying. I mean, Mario Lopez was really the, the main, goat. The good guy, He was yeah. the goat, yo. He's, I forgot his name, though. And then he started, like, show. working out, so he was getting all the biddies. So he was winning. And I'm Zach over here, Morris like, why is mad? Zach here? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he's white. Pretty much. Could have a could have a Hispanic brother on there, running shit. <sighs> oh, his name was Slater. They gave him a white-ass name. Come on, man. You know he was Hispanic. He couldn't have been like Jose or something. <laughs> Mario. He couldn't just keep his name. Yo. He could have been Mario. Gustavo. Yo, Gustavo is a slick name, bro. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> I'll be over here looking at some of the Spanish names. I'll be like, jealous. Jealous right. is all I feel. <laughs> so where did, where did Jason come from? Like, um, were you named after somebody? I don't know. Or were your parents like Power Ranger fans? My parents are Jamaican, but they're like really, really British colonial. Like Okay, so Jason's probably like a common name then. Yes, like my whole name is Jason Rakes, but the middle name starts with a B. It's very, very English, Anglo-Saxon, so I don't really claim it as much. No, but we're not going to play this game is what I'm saying. But it's like... All the same way about my middle name. My middle name is very Cuban. I usually make bets with people. 100 bucks says you can't get my middle name. You'll never guess it for 100 bucks. I don't want to do that because I don't want to waste my money. (laughs) No one's ever won. No one's won. Jesus. People have known you a while. uh... Well, people who know me for a while know it. Because my my dad would call me that when I was in trouble. First and middle name. Oh, mm. 
Okay, so I'm gonna just wait until you start acting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wait till you run your daddy. You fuck up. You I'm gonna find saying? out. Word, word. You so where were you born? So you ain't taking out the trash. You didn't take okay. out the trash. All right, what do you call you? <laughs> I was like, okay. So were you born okay. in Bridgeport? No, I was born in Newark, New Jersey, actually. Really? Yeah, my it's been a roundabout journey. I moved from Jersey, came to Norwalk. How old were you when you moved? Bro, I don't I don't even know. There's some things about still, my still history. real young. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, young. So it wasn't like a weird transition, because I I did an episode. I had a friend who moved to Portugal when he was like five, mm. and then moved back when he was like eighteen. Oh, that's heavy. So it was like a culture shock. For sure. Because he was young and he didn't really believe he came over here. It's like, what the fuck? He had to relearn English and stuff. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like culture shock, even within the States, it's a little weird. Yeah, I could you know see that. Saying? I could see how, like, if you grow up, let's say, in Fairfield and stuff, and yeah. you, like, move to New York City, like, shit's probably weird. Completely, like, not But not, like, not like the good parts of New York, like the real New York City. <laughs> like. <laughs> I feel you. I'm not talking, like, you know, Soho and shit. I'm yo, talking about Spanish Harlem. Yo, all honestly, have you been to Brooklyn before they made Williamsburg into the Williamsburg it is today? Yeah. Yeah, well, yo, It's oh, like, Williamsburg know. is like night and day <laughs> different. I, yo, I love Brooklyn, but it's too expensive to live. I mean, honestly, like, a good amount of New York is too expensive like, to I live. Like, I would love to live in Brooklyn, but... Yo, honestly, like, the culture, energy, everything. Like, yeah, it's such a chill place. I love going there. I go there all the time. I go to Barclays a lot. Oh, word. Yeah, nice, I always nice. go on the shows at Barclays. It's really cool. I, I like. Go... I actually like the Barclays Center more than I like Madison Square Garden. That's fair. Yeah, That's a lot of people are like, fair. what the fuck? Yeah, I've been to MSG like twice. I've been to Barclays like three or four times, and it's MSG, just like really nice. MSG to me feels like Times Square for like sporting events. Yeah, because it's like everyone goes there. Like, like MSG I don't is do... cool like historically. Yeah. Because it's like yo, like you know, all these people have been here. Right. All these like legends, Michael yeah. Jackson, blah blah blah, but. Just not too much. I really like the Hammerstein. That's probably my favorite venue in New York. The cool thing about MSG is the secret restaurants they have for A-list people. That's it. And it's like, yeah. like that's, that's, that's it. And, most and we, we can't even go to those. We can't even go right. to Like, I know one person who's been there. And it's just and like, like oh, he was there by accident. Like, he, best, he just bro. knew somebody by association and ended up there. I'm like, bro. This and is... he's like, yo, this is like the, kind of like the best food ever. Like, I haven't eaten in six months because nothing compares. <laughs> <laughs> nothing really spoiled. compares to what he said. My palate is so bougie now, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Is that oodles and noodles? Hell no. You know what I had in there, bro? I had caviar. <laughs> exactly. Get that weak shit out of here. Get that fucking... You know what I'm saying? got the drizzle. Get the fuck <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But yeah, man. Um, so so yeah. did you go from Norwalk to Fairfield uh, to to Fairfield for school, or did you move closer? Um, I was in Bridgeport for like my young adolescent adolescent for the uh, the shaping level. ages. Yeah, yeah. What was that like? Cause you're older than me, right? I'm twenty five. Oh, you're not older than me. Yeah. You're younger than me. Honestly, if I was older than you and I looked the way I did, I'd be very impressed. <laughs> so I'd be like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't mean you it's, look old. Oh, old. that's mean. It's I don't I mean you look old. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, straight. straight. Like, when I was 18, I was working at the Tribeca Film Festival. Like, the word I would throw is cultured. <laughs> You're very cultured for being 25. I can take that. Yeah. Like, when I was working at the Tribeca Film Festival and I was the venue liaison, I had people working under me. Uh-huh. And it was like, they'd be like 28, 
27, oh, no, like, 40, and 30. That kid. And no, but they were all listening to me. Like, uh-huh. I was chilling. It was whatever. But it was afterwards when everybody was drinking a beer after the festival was done. They found out my age. They're like, fuck out of here. <laughs> like, what? It was like, yeah, nah. I'm like 19. I'm like, a baby, bro. I, What's up? Like, how old do you think I was? It was like 24, 20, all this, all this extra. But it was just like, why? And they said it's the way I talk. It's the way you carry yourself. I mean, like, yeah. It's this, not. It's not childish. I mean, I'll take it. That sounds very great. By all means, tell all of your your friends, your female friends, and all of them. You know, what I'm saying I'm a I'm a grown ass man, but uh, it's, <laughs> it still catches me off guard because I'm just me. You know what I mean? So. So, high school in Fairfield. Yeah. College in New York. Yeah. And what'd you do after college? Uh, after college, I was trying to break into <laughs> the work world. The work world was very different than like I the imagined. artistic work world, or just, just the work like... world in general. Because okay. at first, you want to just eat. <laughs> yeah. But um, I started with. Um, Were you this... like a typical broke art student in college? Uh, oh, in college, yeah. yeah. Ramen noodles, Arizona iced tea. Oh, but I made it work though. Yeah. <laughs> but after college, uh. I found a client that had a web series. I edited probably like 150 an episode. So that was pretty cool. So after wanted, college, you were like, I'm eating. No more ramen. Because yeah, they wanted like two episodes a week. So it was like 300 a week. So what kind of, like, what was it? Like a, a live action thing? Uh, or? I don't know. It was, it was just kind of like, this is what we're doing here today. This is fitness. Boom. Edited it. Chopped it. Sent it back. This is cooking. Boom. Ch- opted up. Oh, so what, advice, what did you do? Were you like editing and recording and stuff like that? Or? Uh, at that time, I was just editing. Okay. And um, after that, I got a job as a video editor for a company mm-hmm. called uh, Focus Vision. Okay. And then after that, I found my way into like this company called Planomatic. And it was cool because it allowed me like super freedom to do whatever I wanted at night to do more editing, more shooting, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so they gave you access to the facility and all that stuff? No, no, not a... This company, actually, um, it would request me to do gigs Mm -hmm. all throughout the tri-state. I would drive there, shoot some pictures on this really, really dope camera called a Matterport camera. So they provided everything for you? Yeah. But the thing about this camera was it shot in 360 degrees, Mm -hmm. and it would like basically scan a blueprint of an area and it would become like a virtual like room on my iPad. Yeah, so you could like go through the room that you just shot on the iPad. It was the dopest thing. And what's so, the camera called? It's Matterport. Matterport? Yeah. It was Ma- very I'm write that cool. Down I want to look at that. Very cool. I'm assuming they're super expensive. Yeah, yeah. They were basically telling me, they basically said, if you broke it, you'd be fucked. So don't break it. You'd be working for free for the rest of your life, bro. (laughs) But they would, because it was so dope, it would be like for a high end clientele. Mm -hmm. So I would just be going to like mansions all day. And what was it? Like, were you taking those pictures like to sell? Like, so they could sell their houses and people can go to like the virtual tours and stuff? Basically, yeah. That's fucking so sick. So that was my day job. And then at night. Because I've seen those. Like, I've looked at houses and I've seen like the virtual tours. Yeah. That's sick. So that's the, like you would have done. That's what you do. Basically, yeah. I was that guy. Like, that's I, so cool. And at that time, I fell into Snapchat because of one of my cousins. She mm-hmm. lives in England and she was like, oh, jump on it. We could talk and blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, cool. 
So I was doing these tours in these dope ass pads, and then I had a Snapchat like, you know what? You were flexing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I went to this like old Yukon coaches like summer house that had like a gym built inside. Did you do like a, a rocky workout? So yeah, no, dude. There was like a like remember those um wall climbing joints, those yeah. foot puddles? He had that in his house in a full gymnasium, like a basketball court, a a a, a, a pool, just a section of his house. I got there, I looked at the camera, I was like, oh, I'm a I'm a stop and take a break for a minute, and I'm just climbing the wall. I'm on Snapchat, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Shit, like, I'm too high, I'm, too high. <laughs> <laughs> Just acting up, but it was it was it was a it was fun, man. So yeah, like after that job, I went into A and E working for the TV business, uh, mm-hmm. TV industry. You know, um, just vetting. It was it was a it was a decent little gig. You know what I'm saying? It was like my first sit down working corporate job. So mm-hmm. that was that took a little bit of getting used to. Cause yeah, like, I had so much. That's a culture shock. Yeah, you know, like, you had so I much had freedom, and now it's so like yeah, you got to do freedom. this. You got a deadline for this. Yeah. I need this by this time. Yeah, I, I, and I promise you, I was in there putting people onto like that energy. Like, yo, son, like, what are you doing sad about the fact that you in this job, bro? You can do whatever you want, fam. Believe in yourself. I was like, I'm gonna get people to talk with their chest, man. It was a good time. It was really good. It was really good. But, um, yeah, they had like something happened with Annie. Um, I think one of their main breadwinning shows went off the air. And, you know, it affected the entire... How long ago was this? Um, the show went off the air, like, mid-2017. Okay. And then, like, the trickle-down really hit by the time end-of-the-year annual budget reviews. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. So, like, New Year came around. And the, it was the like, New Year, New Us, get the fuck out. Basically. <laughs> but it was one of those things where I took a second to realize I missed the freedom I really didn't like the corporate world, and I was watching TV in a time where Netflix is a thing. Yeah. And Did you learn anything that you can take going from going forward now? Um, I was honestly in a place where I recognized that I wanted to start producing. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to start making and being the the mind behind projects. Like I, they sent me to the New York office once just to get a feel for how they do. The particular job I was doing, which was um, quality, a revision and uh, review, and um, I met with like a producer at the time. She was trying to talk to me about like the job I was doing. I was like, "So how you living, girl? You out here looking good? What's up? You know what I'm saying how they treating you out here? They, they ain't treating you right." I was just talking about anything because I was bored. <laughs> but they were showing me love, and it was like they sent me between two groups. And I just kept talking to the women, and they were older. They were like 30s, 40s. You trying to find a cougar, sugar mama. Nah, not even. Fund your dreams. Not even on, no, I want to get some incentive out of this. I just know that women like to feel good, like everybody else. So I was just like, how you doing? I'm here for this. Well, and they, they remember just, you. And then, and then they treated me right accordingly. So it was just like, yo, I was just talking to them, and they were just like. So it's like they needed something, like, you know what? We could use Jason for this. So basically, that I didn't have to do any work all day, and they both gave me their business cards, and one of them was a producer that transferred to uh, the A&E office in Stanford, where I was working. And... Uh, I asked her about like open, uh, putting in a good word for me to start uh, getting into the producer role, and uh, she got me in 
the office with um, one of the executive producers over over where we were, and it was even though you know everything ended the way it ended, it made me realize like yeah, I wouldn't I have changed anything. Yeah. You know, like it it's still that trajectory. So are you looking for like production work now, or like production assistant type things? Um, right now I'm just producing um, my own stuff mm -hmm. with uh, either my own crew, the crew that I. Are you a singer too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I remember you sing, yeah. but I didn't know if you like actually like. I know people sing, but I didn't know if you were like a singer. As in, like, like performing, making and music, and stuff like stuff. that. Do you make music? Um, at the moment, I've dabbled. At most, you know, like I have a friend of mine who makes like beats and all that stuff, and I'm trying to see what I can do about like actually going in and recording. What kind of music are you making? Um, I was kind of like the R and B kind of vibe, but okay. it's 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 a it's a new day. R and B is kind of not what I gravitate to first. Like I'm not out here gonna say like yo I'm a rapper. I'm not I'm not a rapper. But I don't even know what they would call the sound that I'm hearing out now. Because it's like, have you heard of Masego or Gold Link, Anderson Pac? Like the sing rap, that kind of thing? It's not even sing rap. Like R&B, It's, it's, like it's weird. It's, 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 it's like definitely hip-hop. It's hip-hop the genre because it's hip-hop the culture. Uh-huh. But it's like, it's not R&B. It's its own entity. It's like a hybrid almost? Is that it's like, I, I'd say a hybrid. A hybrid is okay. a good one. I think I have someone to connect you with. Ah, I could, we I'll can make some that. things happen. That's cool. That's I know. Cool. I know some people. Let's dig that. I could dig that. From this, this has helped. I, I, got, <laughs> I got contacts and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yo, man. I got like logo. I got artists. I got. I could dig that. It's like That's a contractor, man. I just got people. <laughs> I got guys. I got girls. You need something? Let me know. I'll see what I can do for you. That's a beautiful thing, man. You know? That when you build, I see you out here building your platform. Yeah, man. man. I'm, I'm. You know, I have a friend who's starting a business, and she's like, hey, you know. Uh, I like your logo. I need some logos. I was like, hey, I got a few people. I'll send you your information and have them contact you. See which one you like. Nice. You know? Yeah. You help me, I help you. For it. That's it. No That's what I want to use this for. You come on here, people hear it, you make something for me, I demand you put your name on it <laughs> because I don't want people to think that I just got this. I want people to know it came from someone close, someone who's tangible. You can reach them all the time. Right, right. That's, That's it. That's beautiful. Appreciate you. No doubt. I'm, I just, I don't, like, I could care less if I make money off this. Mm. Don't matter to me. It's just really fun. I can feel that. I so, can feel that. You know, if it, if it helps somebody make it, make it and, and all that, and, you know, I take 10%. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. I take percent and, you know, just let them know where you came from. Don't forget. Oh, never, never that. Never that. So, what are you doing now photography-wise? Um, do you I, do, like, uh, are you, like, freelance? People can hire you for... Weddings, bar mitzvahs, random See, photography shoots. That's the thing. Um, I've always made it a point to let people know that I would rather not be the most commercial photographer when it comes to like events. So you'd rather do like private things, like someone's like, "Yo, I'm feeling myself." Let's like, go. like I'm, I'm a. If nothing else, I would lean towards fashion photography. Just the sounds of Bridgeport. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. But yeah, man, I, I would lean towards like fashion photographer. I, I do street photography, but I, I have a subject. We create a scene and we just move from there. Like I, also, wedding, shooting I have, weddings are hell. I possibly have other people to contact with you in that for that aspect. Oh, that's a beautiful thing, so, too. Do you have a business card or something? Do you have cards? Leave me some cards. I got you. Leave me some cards and we'll see what we can make happen for you. Most deaf, most deaf. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, in terms of what I'm working on now, um, creating content. I have some clients that I worked with back in the day. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually working with this woman right now, um, Naomi Santiago, or otherwise known as Ninja Nay. Okay. She has like a film that we're working on, trying to. We're right now we're in the pre-production stages, but we're trying to get some grants. We're trying to get some um, exposure as much as we can once everything is said and done. But we're looking to um, shoot this throughout the um, the upcoming year. Get it to some film festivals. Mm-hmm. Get some get some eyes on it. She's actually submitted some work to film festivals in the past and won. Okay, so oh, that's like, awesome. yeah, she, she, she's pretty credible. Like I in her work it speaks for itself. It's some good stuff. She. Made we'll, a film. We'll, we'll shoot her a link in the description so people could check her out. Oh, most deaf, most deaf. Yeah, she made a film last. Um, the last film she made was called Served. Okay. And it it was going through the film circuit. It made quite a bit of no, uh, quite this a bit of noise. This is also one of my favorite yeah. parts about recording right here. What was her <laughs> name again? Uh, Naomi Santiago. She's actually from Richwood too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and um. Oh, look at that! Popped up Indiegogo. There it is. Short film. And um, we're casting at the moment, but right now the the film is called Saving Asia, and the main role has been cast already and going to be played by Lidiani uh, Fernandez. Oh, this is really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on the, the Indiegogo thing, and it oh, was nice. like a, there was a, like a, like a GoFundMe type thing to, to fund the movie. Oh, that's cool. Can I watch it? Is that... Oh. Definitely gonna look into this. Yeah, she's got some stuff. I'm sure. excited for that. That's pretty cool. So, it's... It's... A, it's... it's. I'm, I'm trying to see what we can do to make this the best and biggest project it can be. Mm. You know? So, it's... It's definitely... And, like, as far as, like, uh, people working on the movie, all local stuff? Uh, we're trying to keep it local talent. Okay. Uh, if we reach out to New York help and New York uh, uh, um, actors and so on and so forth, it's all love, you know what I mean? But I'm uh, when talking to her, she made it known that she wants to showcase what Bridgeport is capable of. And I, 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 I respected the, the mindset for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. really, really cool. And... Yeah, no. It's so is that a, something you want to keep doing, like it, movies and stuff? It's honestly been a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Uh, I've heard you're the second producer that I've talked to, and they just say it's so fun. Yeah, but he started as an actor, and uh, once he found producing, he's like, I don't really care about acting all that much. I I can I understand where that comes from because it's like. Have you done any acting? <laughs> <laughs> I have. Hard hitting questions. It, it it was mainly in college. Okay. It was mainly in college because, you know... Like student film type Everybody thing, making a like film a and everybody plays. needs... Yeah. You, you do plays? Uh, no, I don't okay. do plays. I know of someone who I feel like you could be very musically. <laughs> I feel like you could kill it in a musical. Uh, well, you just got the vibe. You just got like a really chill vibe. I've heard you sing. It's good. Well, um, I would sing... I would see if I can explore that, I guess, at some point. Why not? I mean, know? what's the worst that can happen? You don't get it, Anna? You're still an A-list photographer, so. <laughs> <laughs> My friend of mine, uh, Matthew Notice, he actually wrote a play that he's trying to cast for right now. So if 
Y'all what know what him. kind of uh, play? The way he described it to me was Martin the TV show okay. on stage. So it's just very casual sitcom vibes of everyday life. But and he's trying to do a play? Funny. He's yeah. trying to do a play on it? And him being the kind of person he is, I know it's going to be funny. Okay. And it's in it. Yeah. Because I'm interested now. Yeah, he's a very theatrical dude. Like, if you meet him, he, he, he just looks like he's constantly in his own TV show, man. Like, uh-huh. he, his energy is just different. So, I'm over here in this place where I've seen him act and act and act and all these things. Like, I've, And what was his name? Uh, Matthew Notice. Like, I've seen him act in all of these things, but, like, now he's telling me that he wrote and is now directing this play for the first time. I'm just like, oh, man. Oh, you're just... Oh, I'm, I've got to see this. Like, yo, what... He told, trying to be in it. Yo, but he's saying like that he's looking, he's looking for people um, for some roles. And he uh-huh. said, wink, wink, sarcasm meaning. He's trying to see what he's I'm like, doing. He's like, bro, what, what are you doing? You know? Man? And that was the first time I, I was ever approached about something like this, so mm. I... I had no real thoughts. Yeah, I've been dying to, to try like uh, either acting or like voiceover work. I feel like voiceover work would be really fun to do. Honestly, yeah, because the, the market is so big for it, especially because now. Now with all these kids' movies and stuff, and the even like the adult movies, movies that are games. that have like uh, characters in it, like the uh, yeah. the Happy Time Murders coming out about the the puppets oh. who get murdered. Yeah, it's it's weird. It looks funny <laughs> as hell. Melissa McCarthy's in it. Really? Yeah, and she's she's pretty funny sometimes. <laughs> she's pretty funny right, good I'm, I'm, I think like Ted and all that stuff yeah, I just voiceover work seems really interesting yeah man so yo whatever happens to Seth MacFarlane speaking of are you still doing Family Guy I wish he would do another movie I wish he would just yeah. not another Ted I didn't really care for the second yeah, Ted yeah. but How to A uh, Thousand Ways to Die in the West was hilarious I didn't see it that was like a basically a live action family guy episode it was so funny they had like the flashback <laughs> scenes the the scene cuts like to a different scene mm. and he's like oh and now a guy in a well and it just like switched <laughs> to a guy like help i'm stuck and then it goes back to the show like it was so funny That's so great. so funny the cast he got was great Word. he had uh sarah silverman neil patrick harris yo charlie's theron i love sarah silverman oh, she is so funny like I, it, she I don't, is one I don't of my know what she does comedians. to me, but she's the one. <laughs> she, you know, she's the one. Word. Sarah, if you're listening to this, hit your boy up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, nah, she's definitely cool as hell. No, she does seem really, really cool. Word, word. She seems really, really cool. And she's hilarious, which is a cool combination to have. Word. Um, so, artistically, who are some of your inspirations? Um, Mario Testino is fire. Um, Patrick Demontier, I think that's how you say it. He's like this really, really famous photographer for shooting black and white photography, and it's like, I don't know. I, I like black and white because of contrast. I like silhouettes because mm-hmm. it's like a powerful, impactful thing. That's definitely my vibe. Um, Marcus Prime, I don't know if you've ever seen his work. I don't know any of the people <laughs> you've just named, bro. But well, I'm going to definitely Google all of them and this is done. But Marcus Prime was definitely uh, an artist that started coming up around, at least that I discovered him around uh, 2014 after I got out of college. And he's this dope cartoonist, characterist. I don't know what he calls himself. I just know that he makes iconic characters from TV and video games or whatever. What was this makes name? them really, really black. 
he just makes name? a black cartoon and it looks dope. Oh, his name is Marcus Prime. Marcus Prime. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like this other artist that I've been following recently. She makes like this digital pop art vibe, but okay. utilizes negative space. But like her name is like Middle Eastern, so it's hard to pronounce. So okay. Like, but oh, it's it's like Malika. Maya Malika or something. Something close to that. I'm sure Google will figure yeah. it out at the end. Yeah. Well, I, I so that, those are all like photography type digital art? That um, photography and digital art. Do you do any other kind of art besides uh, music um, and photography? Music, Paint photography. All, draw? <laughs> uh, yeah, I draw. I draw for sure. It's like, it's kind of like my first love, to I'm be honest shit. with you. Yeah, I draw, I'm shit at drawing. <laughs> and everyone's like, no, no, you can draw. You just got to sit and practice. Nah, I, I feel like if you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. I feel like drawing is just like the translation of an idea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like if you got like an idea and you're going to sit there and say, I'm going to figure out how to make this look the way I think about it. Eventually, you find yourself. I can't do that. I can't like I can I can't picture original things in my head like to draw. Like I just can't do that. See, but I can formulate original thought. Like, right. I can formulate original, like, material for, say, stand-up. Like, I can come up with funny things. But, like, to sit there and draw something, like, I can't. I don't. Like, I can remember, like, for instance, I could draw this bottle because yeah. I've seen the bottle. Right. But I can't. If you were like, hey, I want you to design me a beer bottle, I wouldn't have any idea how to make <laughs> something out of nothing. See, I feel like it starts, at least for me, it starts a lot with, like, drawing the things in front of you. Mm-hmm. A lot. And then eventually, it just becomes, like, second nature. How long have you been drawing? I feel like, like everyone who says, I'm, a, I'm an artist, I draw, it, like, always throws me, like, a super, like, single-digit number. Like, I've been drawing since I was four. Like, I would get a pack of crayons and, like, fuck it up. Yeah, uh, that's totally fair, because yeah. I think I'm more on the same. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, all honesty, this is the reason why I started drawing. Like, me... Uh, I used to live with my mother and my grandmother when we were, when I was really, really young. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when she came to this country, she was a house cleaner. From Jamaica, right? Yeah. Okay. And she lived in a, we lived in a basement. Basement of some people's house. But we were here chilling. But yeah, uh, for example, you got any brothers or sisters? No, nah, it's just Just me. you? Yeah, it's just So me. you're the baby and the oldest. It's basically, yeah. So it's a, it's a weird, it's a, it's weird, a weird place thing. to be. But here we are. Because you get babied, but you should also, you should fucking know better. Yo, listen. <laughs> that's another podcast. That's, a, that's episode two. You know what I'm episode saying? Episode two. Jason Ray, mommy and me. <laughs> but the main point, the main point was like, um, because it's a small space, we over here sharing a lot because it's like it's a small space. I went to school. They taught all the young kids at the time, let's say like first, second grades, how to draw fish. And basically, it's a week. Some weak ass figure eight. Circle a figure eight with a triangle yeah. at the end. Yeah. yeah. My parents, them two were Jamaican. They don't know nothing about these Americanisms, anything. So I showed them this fish. Yeah, like, that's not a fish. All proud. The two of them laughed me out the room. They were like, what kind of foolishness? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I was like, Yo, come on. So this is what they told me to do. I was like, I was, I was, You know what? I ain't even trying. I was on some boondocks, Riley stuff. I wasn't even trying, yo. Yo, that night did not stop drawing fish off of Animal Planet in zoo books, my guy. Bro, I got nice in a week. 
couldn't and say nothing. And showed your mom the fish? Yo, honestly, no, it wasn't, it wasn't even just my mother. It was my grandmother, because my grandmother's got jokes, bro. Oh, y'all y'all, y'all can't do. sleep on, on mama, yo. Mama always got jokes. But yeah, it, it was really all honestly, all honesty. It was... It was me in my pride that couldn't stand being laughed at <laughs> that brought me to say you know I'm gonna figure this you know what you ain't gonna out. laugh again basically yeah and then I started showing them some like I was starting like, so now you can drive pretty mean fish <laughs> <laughs> basically my yeah. tuna is to die for to my. die for <laughs> but oh man have you ever heard of uh, Mock in Bridgeport the music and arts center nope. for humanity yeah Where's that? It's downtown? Downtown, yeah. Everything's it, downtown now. Looks, I love the revival downtown. Oh, but it's been around since I was in high school, to be honest okay. with you. Yeah. And it was like, it's like, you could pass it for like any one of those millions of factory buildings. Factory building yeah, 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 joints. Yeah. But like, I think they refurbished one of them. Yeah, they're refurbishing everything yeah. downtown. It looks, it's starting to look real nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was a cool little spot that I went to in high school, man. Because it was, um, that was the first time... They were the outlet that allowed me to sing on stage for the first time, so it was kind of cool. How was that? It was like I was actually I was actually there for drawing. That's what I went there for the summer for. You but were like, gonna draw your fish on stage for everybody to oh, see. Oh nah, see, I was gonna draw a whole panda, right? Because they were endangered. Uh, which they're not they still, anymore. They're not anymore. No. Are they? They were saved. Oh. From see, uh, zoos. See, zoos have uh, brought the population of pandas see, back up, so they're no longer endangered. See, I let it slip. They were. I didn't know that they were actually saved. That is very serendipitous. Saved. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah, man. <laughs> I actually found that <laughs> out that. a few weeks ago. That's I got a notification from National Geographic. They're like, pandas are saved. No longer endangered. <laughs> so, that's up. awesome. <laughs> If you don't even like the podcast, at least you can leave today knowing you just learned something. God damn right. You learned them. You know what I'm tell your friends. Tell your friends the panda's back. Yo, know, so we're here for the kids to educate these panda, kids. Panda. You know I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna credit it all to designer. Yeah. Cause that panda song really, Yo. really blew up panda. Uh, um, panda awareness. Panda awareness. Panda, panda, panda. panda. Now they're alive. Oh, no more endangered. Like, Thank what, you, designer. What, 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 what inspired that song? I really want to know. Codeine, probably. <laughs> Codeine and marijuana. Seriously, so. he was out here wilding. Yo, but it was a banger though. Honestly, like it don't take much. It doesn't. It don't. But I feel like all you really need now to be a successful rapper is a is really women shaking their ass. Exactly. Because you could just hear it on the radio. You just need a really good beat. You get a good beat and you can say anything on it. But that beat has to be fire. I mean, fair. Like I mean, as long fair. as you can have a mediocre beat. But if your content, like your lyrical content's good, it makes a song a banger. But if you could have no content, mm-hmm. but a fire producer who made you a fire beat, that's how you become number one. And it's like, a lot of, I feel like if the producer is good, he can make any vocal sound good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They could be hitting all the notes wrong. You know what I'm saying? Auto-tune is a thing. I mean, it's always been around, but now it's like a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's always been around, and people like act like it's some new thing. It's really. It's not. just you're exaggerating it. It's too. been around since the '70s. Yeah, because you, know you had to hit those pitches. Yeah, it, it and it a, was slight back then, yeah. so it didn't sound all automated and yeah. robotic and stuff. It had a different. Like I forgot what Chris Brown sounds like. Yeah, I don't know what Chris Brown really sounds like anymore, because well, he auto tunes everything now. Well, if you hit yourself in the face, we're real hard. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. You know what I'm saying? You just sounds like a. Whoosh, 
You know what I'm saying? Chris, Chris Brown is a verb just as much as he is a person. He's a <laughs> Yo, son, did you just Chris Brown him, oh, son? <laughs> like, bro, it's crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy, a verb. Yo, Yo shut your mouth for Chris Brown. <laughs> Yo, son, everybody in this room and everybody on this podcast know what I'm talking about. So oh, I, man, that's it's amazing. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but I like Chris Brown though, so I don't want him to come shoot me or anything. Yeah, it's fine. Because I saw that Freaky Friday video. Lil Dicky found his gun. You should not be afraid of your idols. I wouldn't say he's my idol. Okay. Thanks for the voice of made it weird. I like I, I, him, I, I, but he's I, I, not my idol. Fair enough. Fair enough. Chris, fair I think enough. you're okay, bro. <laughs> the truth. The truth yeah. comes out. No, I'm playing with you. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh man. But yeah. Um. Freaky Friday. That was interesting. That was my cousin came up. Um, because she lives in South Carolina, but she was going to school in. Uh, uh, one of the Virginias, okay. either West or regular Virginia, and uh, for spring break, <laughs> uh, for spring break, um, it was closer for her to come here than to go back home to her parents. Right. So she came and she stayed with um, my mom, mm-hmm. and uh, who did she stay with me? I don't remember. I drink a lot, and uh, she. I'm at my mom's house with her, and she goes, "Hey, cuz, uh, do you know who Lil Dicky is?" I was like, Man, "I fucking love Lil Dicky. Like Lil Dicky is the shit." Uh-huh. She's like, "He got a song with Chris Brown now." I went, "What?" <laughs> And she showed it to me, and I sat there. I watched that video like three times because I'm like, this is not real. Like, it was the funniest, most creative thing ever. And I like the Freaky Friday movie with Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. So I'm like, now you took Lil Dicky and Chris Brown, and he, he made fun of himself for the dick pic. He's make, Lil Dicky's making fun of him. It was just so funny. And then at the end where he's like, I love myself, and then he becomes him again. <laughs> oh, he became DJ Khaled. I lost. He's like, why am I yelling? <laughs> it was Lil Dicky is so creative. He really is. He is so. I'll funny. give you that. It's like I discovered him off of like some random tip where he was trying to like make a music video on a Save budget. Save that money. No, no, no. It was the one before that oh. where he was just like going up to random people. It was like a documentary and a music video, and it was just like he was just showing you how he just finessed. This entire thing, the first like there was like a boat involved where he like rented I think it was a yacht. Save that money, nah, bro. I think it was. Save that was, money was with like uh, it was with Fetty. Uh, he, Fetty. Went, he met up with T Pain because T Pain was filming a video. He's like, "Yo, I, I'm trying to make a video. I'm not trying to spend any money. Oh. Could I use your your video?" So he goes and T Pain goes up to his producer and he's like, "Yo, you know, he's making a video. The concept is he doesn't want to spend any money, so he's gonna steal Yo, some shots." Google it. Sorry. <laughs> Yo, I'm almost positive it saved that money. Because I know Sarah Silverman is in the one you talking about, Save That Money. Because she's smoking weed with him at the end. Shout out to my girl. I need to meet you. But facts, facts is facts. I think the one where he's like doing everything on a budget was a little bit earlier because I remember I was in college, like early college. When All right, well, let's, when see when, let's see when this, this song came out in 2015. Say that money? Say that money. Okay, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but that was really funny. I like when Rich Homie Quan was on it, and he's yeah. like, well, what does this do to say for money? A full verse is too yo, expensive anyway. Yo, that was fantastic. Rich Homie Quan, I still don't know what he's saying on I have no any idea. song. I don't know. I saw that the freestyle video of his, but that's another example. I don't know what he's saying, but his beats are fire. Yo, honestly, fire beats. he makes bangers. Like, yeah. I, rem- like, I always get into the argument with people about the um, mumble rap. 
Mumble. And people are like, oh, I hate mumble rap. Like, have you sat down and listened to it? I don't care what they're saying, but those beats are so you good. Like, I listen to, I listen to Lil Uzi. I don't know what the fuck he says. Mm-hmm. I could care less. But EXO Tour Life has one of the best beats I've heard in a few in a while. <laughs> it was just, it was good. It was fun. I feel like people hate what it represents in terms of the fact that rap went from this art form about lyricism and creativity in how to fit meaning within these kind of uh, think about it this way these notes rap started what 70 late 70s early 80s yeah look at the evolution rap has gone to from then till now that's only 40 years right just about that is the fastest evolving music form in a hundred years. I mean, fair. I mean, like, I feel like Drake is like evolved to there's, a point where so much. His rap is like pop. Like rap it's is like, always gonna keep evolving, basically. just like all the other music evolving. Because if, for example, if you take rock music right. today and hold it up to rock music from the '30s, right, it's the same genre, but you're getting two completely different aspects of it. Fair. Even if you take, for instance, you take Curtis Blow, right, and hold him up to Tupac, that's. Two completely Completely different different. things, but they're only, what, 12, 15 years apart? Yeah. It's crazy. The the evolution of hip-hop is incredible. Like, I will give you that. It's so... It's definitely true. You have to appreciate just that they're willing to take these leaps, because if music, in all honesty, if music stayed the way Curtis Blow made it, I think hip-hop would die, because it didn't evolve with the times. Because, I mean, like, anything that's stagnant is definitely going to die. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything has to evolve. Because then you had you had Curtis Blow. Yeah. Then you had, like, Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. Then, like, the 90s came. Then you had Eric B. and Rakim. You had Wu-Tang. Yeah. Then the gangster rap came. Because it's like, I feel as though, like, the 90s, to a lot of people, represents golden era hip-hop. Because but at the same time... Competitive and angry. <laughs> what they're not... What people aren't realizing, and I think it's like, it could be the end-all, be-all for the arguments... The guys from the 80s and 90s were rapping about what they're experiencing in their life. Yeah. They're experiencing the, the crack epidemic. They're experiencing their friends being killed. Yeah. So now you got these kids who are rapping, now the mumble rappers, who are rapping about shit that they're going through. And the people who don't like it, it's because you don't relate to it. Right. So, you know, right. for instance, if you listen to Lil Uzi and you don't like it, there's a 14-year-old who's going to listen to that same song you didn't like and connect to it on such a deep emotional level that you won't understand it. But, like, my thing is, I can dig mumble rap if it's a banger. Because it's like, I'm not looking for meaning. I'm not yeah. looking for a message. But that's what I'm, I'm saying. Partying like, we, we're going to party, saying? but then there's those kids who connect to it. Like, for instance, you might like a Tupac song that a kid today would be like, oh, that's whack. Like, I don't listen to that. Like, that, that, what does that have to do with me? Like, how can I, like, I can't vibe with that. I mean, like, I could feel you only because of the fact, because here's the thing, right? I'm an artist, so I fantasize and daydream every now and then. I imagine myself I do it all the being time. rich and on the public eye and on TV, this what would I say in those moments if I'm on TV? I imagine myself seeing a lot of references to TV shows that I like mm-hmm. and a bunch of stuff and saying the same quote. Hey, for those who get it, they get it. And if it, they don't, the message was not for you. And then I can just keep it moving, keep it pushing. That's a hypothetical scenario in my head. Just like, but for, like going in to the, the same joint, mm-hmm. in the same talk, topic of conversation, it's like, for the people that feel it in mumble rap, if they get it, they get it. And if they don't, it's not for you. So Exactly. That, so I don't understand, I understand why people are saying. sitting there like, oh, that shit's whack. They need to stop making that music. 
but that music's not for you. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Exactly. You Which know, is you, what when you're, if, if you're watching TV and a show's on you don't like it, you can change the channel. Change the channel. Exactly. You can skip a track. It's just the fact that it's like all art is meant to either express individuality and creativity, perspective, like we've talked about before, mm-hmm. and invoke a reaction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even, like, even your anger is the reaction that like he was six, trying nine. to get. You know what I'm saying? You know how many people hate Takashi 6ix9ine? I don't know nothing about this man other than he got Skittles hair. He does like, got Skittles hair. He got Skittles hair. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you after. He's got some bangers. Like, it's, it's a, I enjoy it. People okay. hate it, but I like it for what it is. It's a banger. Oh, and he's rapping shout off this out stuff. to my girl Tiffany Gill out here pro- working on that last music video that he was on. That joint was fire. I see you, girl. My bad. Hey, you plug whoever you want, man. This is what this is for. You want to shout? I'll give you a whole segment at the end. You can shout out everybody you want. Oh, I you feel give like me, I've done that periodically. If you give me their Instagrams and their Facebooks and whatever, I will put it in the description so everyone can go check them oh, out. I can dig this. So that's what we'll do. Just, you know what? Here's a page. You can start writing them down now. Oh, man. We're there. We're here. We're here for it. No doubt. No there you doubt. go. Write everything down. For sure, um, man. This is this is this has been a fun year, bro. Like oh, bro, honestly, it's and it's like, almost over. So who knows what twenty nineteen is gonna bring? And it's like this is all in our personal lives. We ain't gonna talk about no politics because politics is a whole other beast. But I'm just like, and you I see, feel as though I love talking politics, but not because I like arguing with people. Because when I'm talking politics with you, I don't care what your view is. I just want to know why you have that view. I mean, like, that's the whole... I feel like, like that's what, the point of what an what argument. Group, like, for instance, if you, if you were to be like, yeah, I voted for Donald Trump, I just want to know why. Why? Like, yeah. what, what about him drew you to him? See, like, my, what made you click with something he said? You're like, oh, okay. okay that makes sense. Because, like, there's, I know people who voted for Trump. I know they're not a racist. Yeah, they but did. there's something about them that connected. And, and, what and was they, it? they will defend them to this day. Yeah, now, do what you gotta but, do. But like my thing is, it's like that's the point of an argument. Period. It's yeah. to understand the other person's perspective. I want to understand your truth because I you believe that not like for like truth is subjective. Something could be unless it's like hard. Like for instance, that wall is blue. That is a solid truth. You see it. I see it. It's blue. But colorblind people, they perceive it differently. So, so that like is blue. Their truth that is blue different. is true to me. It's right. true to me. It's true to you. You see that. Mm-hmm. Colorblind person will see it as green. That's their truth. I can't tell him he's wrong. That's what he's physically seeing. But like the thing about truth is like it's an idea that is strengthened by evidence. Mm-hmm. What is evident, what is present. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we see it. It's there. It's tangible to us, and therefore we define it as such. But like like we said with the colorblind person. Their truth is different. That wall could be yellow. So it's like when we talk about common sense and we talk about logic. There's no such. I would say that logic is subjective. Get rid of, get rid of that idea in your mind, man. I mean, like I don't keep. I'm just saying. I'm using it as an example because I recognize it. Yeah. Common sense is also regional. It's super rare too. You know what I'm saying? They should change the name. It's like, (laughs) no, for sure. Because I, I can guarantee you could ring off four names of people who have no common sense that you see regularly. Exactly. And it's like common sense in America is different from common sense everywhere else in Japan and common sense in Bridgeport. Well, I different think, than I common, think sense common sense in, in like Japan. Florida. Did you see any of the World Cup by chance? Uh, this last one, no. Okay, so Japan was in the World Cup. Okay. After every single game, the Japanese fans stayed behind and cleaned up the entire stadium. That's they picked all the guards. The Japanese that's, players, that's, when they were eliminated, they cleaned the entire locker room before they left. Why they're so nice. That's just their common courtesy and common sense. That's, that's what you do. That's, 
Like, I feel like I... Oh, but then on the flip man. side, they like, like, tentacle porn and stuff, so... I guess every, <laughs> so we don't feel that bad. I guess every, every culture has, like, their ups and downs. Like, Americans, they're go-getters, they're tough, but, you know, half of them have high cholesterol and diabetes. That's just the American way. Yo, oh, honestly, as a, Jam- a Jamaican first-generation born, we don't like to eat like y'all. Yeah, <laughs> because, one, our food is fire... Say it, uh, say it again for the people in the back. Jamaican food is fire. I recently had jerk chicken for the first time. Stop. Maybe it. like a year ago. Stop. And it was what? really good. It was really for, good. For, what else have it? Well, I don't have many Jamaican See, friends. So we're 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 gonna go and make a whole segment called Manny Eats. <laughs> called the midday rush or out of the box where we just take you to new. Experiences. I used to love that show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's that's all we brought it back. That's but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> that's a great show. But yeah, uh, we yo. had a, we got it. We had it made with like the educational TV. Oh, like, honestly, I feel like I learned a lot of like uh, like social awareness and things like that from shows like Out of the Box and Blues Clues and. I feel uh, as though like I, I might be aging myself. Do you remember Gullah Gullah Island? Yo, I know all of these things okay. you're talking about. All right, okay. If you're old, I'm, I'm old. Talking so about we're Steve. not old. Stop I'm talking playing. About Steve, not Joe. Yo, Joe. Steve. Shout out to my bro, dude. Steve. He makes music now. <laughs> what? He makes like indie music. It's pretty cool. It's good stuff. Yeah. He's bald now. <laughs> makes it. He makes some cool. Which real Steve cool from Blue's Clues? Are you sure? Positive. Are you sure? I'm absolutely. He's not the one that killed himself. No, that was a rumor. He addressed it too. He's like, like, yeah. He's like, I went on the internet one time, and they're like, I killed myself, and I'm like, what the fuck, bro? He's like, I'm not dead. I'm right here, bro. But yeah, no, I'll I'll send you a link. Gonna have his music is pretty cool. So as we start winding down, he ain't dead. Tupac ain't dead. Uh, Tupac's in Cuba, bro. We're going to find him now the embargo's lifted. Yo, all honesty, hasn't it been lifted already? Yeah, but it's been lifted, so now people are going to be going there, people are going to go Tupac hunting. It's like Bigfoot, but for hip-hop. Okay, I got you. Okay, no doubt. So, where can people find you at? Like, where can, if if someone wants to book you for something, if someone wants to collab with you, where can they hit you up? Um, they can find me on Instagram, um... SN is I M J Vagabond. Vagabond spelled V A G A B O N D. Um, I'm also a curator and or admin for a website called The Wave Mag. T H E W A V M A G dot com. Um, so by all means, hit me up. Um, check out some of the stuff we're trying to push out there, show the world, and best believe any projects and stuff in the works is going to be released by either of these two mediums, no doubt. All right, brother, you want to shout anybody out? Um, shout out to my mama. Now, love you, mom. <laughs> mom, this is for you. Yeah, no, for sure. Shout out to everybody who helped me along this journey. Now, for real, it's uh. It's been a roundabout, it's been a roundabout journey for sure, but it's like everybody that gave me strength gave me strength. Everybody that um, gave me advice, really sharing their stories helped me grow and become the person that I am. So it's like, yeah, nah, like I do this for my community just as much as I do it for myself. So thank you, everybody. Yeah, I do have one request. No doubt. Can you sing us out? I don't want to leave, no, 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 no. 
But I gotta go right now, right now. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. This was fun. Yeah, no doubt. This was fun as hell. <laughs>